You know what? Skip the normal intro. This must be Harry. <laughs> Harry, you're a first-time guest, and we have never had that before. Um, so why don't you... So the, you, I'm Thomas Grothers. I'm Will Agata. And uh, we have Nathan Sloan, who, uh, you know, you've been here a while, Nathan, we're, we're bored. Uh, <laughs> Harry, but Harry, this is fascinating. You, This meeting is being recorded. Is this a Zoom setting you have? Are you not? Have you not been using Zoom a lot? Um, I haven't, no, but... I don't know why that's happened. It's very strange. <laughs> this me- wow, this meeting is being recorded. Um, sure is. Well, months back during the start of this, um, we were planning out fortnights, blah, 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 blah. And we said, oh, we'll do Wes Anderson. People like Wes Anderson. I like Wes Anderson. We're not just playing to the crowds. I, I really like Wes Anderson. And uh, we picked we picked our uh, five films. And when it came to Grand Budapest, we immediately said, Nathan and Harry have to be there. Nathan, what's your relationship with Grand Budapest Hotel? Why do you want to be a lobby boy? Who wouldn't? At the Grand Budapest, sir. And so my life began. Junior lobby boy in training under the strict command of Monsieur Gustav H. <laughs> Many of the hotel's most valued and distinguished guests came for him. I love you. I love you. She was dynamite in the sack, by the way. She was 84. Mm, I've had older. This was also when I met Agatha. She's charming. She's so charming. Is he flirting with you? Yes. I approve of this union. I became his pupil, and he was to be my counselor and guardian. The police are here. Tell them I'll be right down. She's been murdered, and you think I did it. You're looking so well, darling. You really are. I don't know what sort of cream they've put on you down at the morgue, but I want some. Um, it's been a it's been a few years since I've seen it, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I really love it. It's a very clever film. It's very Wes Anderson, um, mm-hmm. typically. But um, but yeah, it's definitely my favourite of, of his that I've seen. Um, really enjoy it. It's, I mean, it's got such a great cast and such a great script that it was never really going to kind of miss. I don't think. This is Madame D's last will and testament to Monsieur Gustave H. I bequeath a painting known as Boy with Apple. Wow! What? Who's Gustave H? I'm afraid that's me, darling. If I learn you ever once laid a finger on my mother's body, living or dead, I go to bed with all my friends. We need to make a plan for your survival. Hide this. It's in code and you might need a magnifying glass to read it, but it tells you exactly where and how to find Boy with Apple. I'm a baker. I'm not a fence, if that's the term. I want roadblocks at every junction for 50 kilometers. I want rail blocks at every train station for 100 kilometers. Get in! I want 50 men and 10 bloodhounds ready in five minutes. Yourself, uh, Harry, because uh, uh, you know you're a good friend with Will, and uh, you know you could have been on any of these. Really, Nathan, you've been on, you know, a fair few. Uh, why, in particular, the Grand Budapest Hotel? Uh, <clears throat> Shadow of a Doubt is my favourite film. I think. Um... You can't arrest him simply because he's a bloody immigrant. Oh, take your hands off my lobby boy! Have you ever been questioned by the authorities? Yes, on one occasion. What, what? I was arrested and tortured by the rebel militia after the mm-hmm. desert uprising. Right. Well, you know the drill then. Zip it. I remember the first time watching it when I was like, when it first came out, and just being like, this is not like any other film I've seen before. Like, very beautiful. Um, yeah, as Nathan said, the script's incredible. The performances are <clears throat> very good, in my opinion. And yeah, I can repeatedly watch it and not get bored with it and it flies by i uh, i was i was you know i was planning my morning and i'd forgotten that it was an hour 40 not because it feels long it never feels long it always flies by as i say but the scope of the thing 
and the plot of the thing and the amount of characters. In my head, I've always had it down as a two hour 10 movie, but it's nice. Now it's so, so tight and so well crafted. And, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, Will, yourself, was this, uh, this was one of the ones you'd seen or this was one of the ones you hadn't seen? Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely one of the ones I've seen. Mm. Um, I think, as Harry was saying, the, the rewatchability is is one of its biggest selling points. And I think definitely the most recent time we watched it, um, it, it just went up in my estimation. So I was go, oh yeah, Grand Budapest, it's very good. And I was thinking, well, it's, it's not my favourite, but that watch, I was like, ah, it's, it's quite, quite a good film. It feels a bit like, for me, where it, it feels like we're back in a, a good rhythm. Like uh, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, then Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Darjeeling Limited, sort of feel where the, the tweeness or the, the cuteness and the Instagram of it all with Wes Anderson of, oh, like, oh look at this perfect frame, and oh, the, oh my God, it's so incredible. Look at, <laughs> look at this. Sort of, uh, sort of became the thing. And then Fantastic Mr. Fox and, and definitely Moonrise Kingdom, which I really feel is a, is a return to form, which um, we will do, um, really brings us back to, I think, more of the character-based uh, work that um, obviously kicked off his career with Grand Budapest, never sacrificing any of the craft, symmetry, specificness, slapstick repeatedly but also having those incredible plots and incredible characters. So for me, it really is a great marriage. And I hope that, um, and, and I liked Isle of Dogs a lot, uh, but I hope that French Dispatch um, returns to the Grand Budapest. Um, they, they, we need to start using real actors. Yes. Um, which takes us into best YouTube comments. Let's see what people are saying about the Grand Budapest Hotel. <sighs> This movie is the most aesthetically pleasing movie I've ever watched, and I love it so much. Seems to be a common theme. Notice how none of the shots are all turned or tilted. Every one of them is at a square 90 degrees. That's a dedicated cinematographer there. Um, I still can't believe the one who play Monsieur Gustave H and Lord Voldemort is the same person. <laughs> Wait till oh, they watch Schindler's List. <laughs> They're going to get a biggest. <laughs> Eamon Goss. Excellent. Love Schindler's List. Well, no, I don't love Schindler's List. Love Ralph Fiennes in Schindler's List. Um, uh, it was a hilarious movie for me. I recommend for anybody who likes a little bit of dark humor. She's been murdered, and you think I did it? Pauses. Guy runs away. Classic. Um, <laughs> Uh, which takes us into um, the Katrina Unit uh, one-star review corner. Um, the Emperor's New Clothes. Having lost almost two hours of my life watching this pretentious, awkward, tedious, repetitive nonsense masquerading as a film, I felt an urgent need to warn my fellow filmgoers of this stinker of a movie. Budapest Hotel is in-your-face director's overindulgence in experimenting. It lacks even pretense of trying to tell an, entrance in an entertaining story. Its kaleidoscope of disjointed themes crawls mostly sideways with the dreadful quality of a nightmare. Donald's been very offended by this film, haven't they? <laughs> Was that written by Russell Brand? <laughs> Did Russell Brand not like this? Oh, oh, you're talking about just Russell Brand using big words. He's on it, he's on it. It's nine o'clock and he stayed up on Eurovision until 3 a.m. When he's on it, he's got the, the, the wit is rolling off the tongue. Another caper for the new millennium. In, incredible name for a film. Um, I can barely bring myself to write a summary of plot. I gave up paying attention after 15 minutes. And then he tries. A hotel employee is framed for the murder of one of the frequenters but none of it is actually essential to the filming of a project that most likely appeals to Wes Anderson fans only. One finds himself a hostage for two hours, already have, having already paid the admi admission. Huh? <laughs> um, the review here isn't as good, but uh, the, the title is very funny. Almost as brilliant as a Kanye West video. Really 
Do you think Wes Anderson's a Kanye West fan? Yeah. Do you think Kanye, Kanye West is a Wes Anderson fan? I, I'd, no, I'd be sad if he wasn't. I think everyone's a Wes Anderson fan. Well, no, as, as we're finding out, it's boring, 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 overhyped, overrated, overrated director who makes you sleep. For God's sake, don't believe the critics. It's boring. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. A manic pace and style over substance. I have given this one one out of ten only because it is not possible to rate it zero. But we seem to like the film. Um, so let's get into the film itself with the 10 minute stretch. Will, why don't you kick us off with your nominations for the 10 minute stretch? Oh, well, I've just got two. Um, which I feel may may uh, have have a similar thro- uh, flow throughout all of us. I think um, that sort of introduction, um, not the very introduction, but when we first go back and see Ray Fiennes and we have the sort of walking interview, and mm. sort of we're, we're introduced to that sort of manic world. I think that's excellent. And then the the uh, the prison escape. I think very. Very Paddington 2. I've got right. So this came off on our Paddington 2 episode. So this obviously came before Paddington 2. The minute I sat down and watched Paddington 2, the whole time I was knocking my ex saying, This is just Grand Budapest Hotel. They're just doing Grand Budapest Hotel again. And it's real they're two of my favorite films of the past decade. And it doesn't necessarily really annoy me, but it is so painfully noticeable. It's rough. It is rough. It's, yeah. Um, Nathan, are you a Paddington Two person? I am. Yeah. Is it is it um, notice, is it painfully noticeable for you as well? Um, you know what? I hadn't thought about it at the time, so maybe not. Um, but maybe it's it's because I hadn't seen the Grand Budapest in a while. I think going into seeing Paddington Two. So, um, Grand Budapest. Yeah, of course. Um. Harry, I saw a big fervent nod. Are you in the Paddington Two Hive camp as well? Oh, I, sure, I sure am. And um, it's yeah, it's really funny you should say that. Actually, I, I, it was the scene where, and this there isn't like a, another scene in Paddington Two that's like it. But when he's giving the speech mm. that he'd normally give at dinner from the prison, and they're all standing there in there like, um, I was like, this is just Paddington Two. Like, but, um, yeah. Oh, my lad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It is noticeable, and I, uh, it annoys me that I'm thinking about a little bear when I'm watching Grand Budapest <laughs> now. Question is: At least Paddington, Paddington Two doesn't have Harvey Keitel, uh, which this one does boast. Um, You're a good man, Mister Gustav. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. I also have the opening uh, meeting Gustav and the prison. I also have the monk sequence. I very much enjoy the monk sequence. Are you from the crowd book to Mr. Dabbas? No response. <laughs> um, very enjoyable. Uh, into, I also enjoy the end. Just a great shootout and a great, I love loads of disparate plots coming together in a big, you know, exciting, thrilling um, thing. And obviously we've seen it a hundred times now. So the, the twists and turns are a bit lost on us, but um Great, great reveals um, of the whole uh, Madame um, Will and Testament and and all all that occurs in that. Um, Nathan, your nominations for 10 Minute Stretch, if if they haven't been uh, stated already. Yes, yeah, I was thinking that the monk scene, but I I would sort of add to that the observatory and the the cable car um, just before. um, But beyond that, I think, almost the whole film's been covered as you said it's not actually a, a particularly long film no. so it's, um, it's not chicken 10 minutes, though is it <laughs> no it's not 10 minutes but well, I would, yeah I would have got probably done with the opening as well in all honesty um, I think it's a kind of nice summary of, of what the film is about but but yes I think it's kind of all been covered from, from my perspective and uh, yourself Mr Reeves yeah, I, I've I've obviously got the prison escape as well. Um, I'm a big fan of the actual opening ten minutes. So like the good Law and F. Marie Abraham, yeah, sitting down, old author, young writer. Um, 
<clears throat> and when we're like, I think if you went in to the cinema not knowing what to expect, those first 10 minutes are quite like, oh God, where am I? Yeah. You keep looking yeah. at the projectionist. The score's, the score's really nice at the beginning as well. You're getting, you're getting it wrong, this projectionist. It's mucking about and it's all shifted and shifted and shifted. Are you okay? Yes, I was doing a, a joke. I was saying the guy in the <laughs> cinema who keeps looking up at the projectionist going, bloody oh, hell, what's okay. happening? I first thought, is, this isn't a scene from the Grand Budapest. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it just me who thinks that first woman looks a lot like Lena Dunham? Yes. I don't know who that is. She's in Girls. She's the one in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who goes, um, we love pussy. And then uh, Cliff Booth goes, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie's going to dig you. Charlie's going to dig you. Andrew McDowell's daughter. Um, I free associated, and I free associated so much I shat my pants. Are we any uh, documentary now fans in the room? It's all on Amazon Prime. Give it a watch. It's Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. Do that as your hangover cure. Just go on Amazon Prime and watch all of Documentary Now. You will not um, have a good time. Regret it. <laughs> <laughs> well. We're all musical theatre people here. If you haven't seen John Mulaney do his Stephen Sondheim impression, uh, you are seriously missing out. Simon Sawyer, very funny. Um, and we touched <laughs> touched on you, not touched you, hi. Um, which takes us into Tom's Wheeler's specific favourite parts of the film. Child with gun. Oh, I love the child with the with Tom Wilkinson's son. <laughs> get out, get out, get out. Don't do it, don't do it. And then he comes back, I'm sorry, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Um, I love the little tasting glass for the champagne. That's marvellous. When F. Marie Abraham will have the Chateau Mungo. And uh, what, I need one of those. They're terrific. I love I love you too. Oh, darling! <laughs> <laughs> Bat alone. Eat alone. Sad. My, my big thing, and it came about on... Because the first watch, you're like, oh, this is so funny. This is a really, really sad movie. And it's not just sad when Shersha dies, and it's not just sad when Ralph Fiennes dies, but it's also sad, I think, at the start, at the sad life of Gustav H. And he always ate alone. And it cuts to him, and the, and the, and the music, the beautiful Alexander Diskov goes onto the radio, so then he's just sad eating alone. Just sad Gustav H. I, I don't, that should be a meme, but it would be a very sad meme. Um, into... Mm, that's me, darling. Very much enjoy that. <laughs> um, and then uh, Defoe's jacket is terrific with mm. the buttons and the. I put here, these guys are trying to escape. Help me. What's that? I'm terrible with notes. Oh, it's, the, it's when he's they're coming down the ladder. Yes, it's the... that guy. I, I don't know how they who they hired. <laughs> These guys are trying to escape. <laughs> so, not the uh, best performer, but in turn, it's perfect. Uh, will your weirdly specific or more general favourite parts of the film? Well, you've actually gone for both my drinking ones. You've gone for the tiny wine tasting and Will and Defoe's coat pocket. I, uh, I thought they were both excellent. Um, I thought that the transition into Jude's voice is very, very good. I didn't, it, I didn't notice it, and it just went, oh, that was very smooth. And um, also very believable. I, I, I've, always, I've always appreciated uh, when, um, when they take time with, act, uh, with casting uh, younger. I thought it, this shirt wouldn't be that noticeable as a pyjama shirt, but apparently it very much is when the jacket is removed. <laughs> I <laughs> just in four grey pyjamas for our audio listeners. Um, I very much enjoy <laughs> Yes, it is more, a lot more noticeable than I first thought. Um, not going to put the jacket bit on. We're here now. And then um, the point is, I was talking about Goodfellas, and I was on about how they really took time or whatever, that how the young Ray Liotta and young Joe Pesci look like Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci. And I particularly enjoy, I could believe Jude Law is a young Tom Wilkinson. Um, well. Uh, then I've just got the... Um... Uh, when he sends him off to, oh, I can't remember. It's she's the left candle, the candle, and he's trying to grab the money. That's great. Go to the shoe shine boy. Who looks like Tom Waits? 
I've always felt that he looks like a very young Tom Waits. Um, anything else, Rob? That's it. That's it. Uh, Nathan, your weirdly specific or more general favourite parts of the film? Um, well, this one's definitely a weird one, but just appreciating the moustaches. Mm. There's so many good, uh, like Adrian Brody's in particular, I think probably wins it for me. But in general... I'm going to come from the outside line. Bill Murray's is very good. Yeah. Yeah, even even Edward Norton's is pretty good. What a man. Everybody's um, in this movie. I watched this movie yesterday and I've forgotten <laughs> that Edward Norton's in it. That's not that Edward Norton's bad. He's excellent. But this movie is so stacked. I mean, also, where's this in the Shersha Ronan uh, career of things? This is this is very early. Mm. I mean, obviously mm. not very early because she was in Atonement in 2007. But um, as a wee child. But um, uh, yeah, this is obviously very early for her. Um, I feel like... Edward Norton is one of those people that ends up in films with really big casts and you're definitely the one that you're going to forget he's in it. I don't know why. Red what? Dragon. He's the lead of Red Dragon. I know. Oh, I never even thought of that. This is a Red Dragon reunion of <laughs> Ralph Fiennes and Edward Norton. I am the Red Dragon and you will witness me. That's, oh, that's, that's and Harvey Keitel's also in from Budapest. No. Uh, Harvey Keitel's the, um, uh, not Scott Glenn. Yes, Scott Glenn. Yes, Scott Glenn. <laughs> the, uh, the Scott Glenn role in Silence of the Lambs, which is there on my wall. I'm trying to figure out my finger. It's not going to happen. Um, is, yeah, are, you, are we Silence of the Lambs fans? And are we Red Dragon fans? Let's talk about Red Dragon. I am. Who isn't? I've never all. seen it. Never seen Red Dragon? Neither. That's your hangover cure. Sounds of the Lambs, Cannibal, Red Dragon. I need to start making a list. <laughs> I need to start doing an essay. <laughs> We're all depressed. And <laughs> a nice bird attack. You're freaked. You, you've, not, you've not known joys until you've watched Gary Oldman. <laughs> Sorry, Gary Oldman's in the movie Hannibal. And isn't billed because he wanted top billing over Anthony Hopkins in a movie called Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, he's Hannibal made him cut off his own face and he's called Mason Verger and he's uh, resigned to a wheelchair. The word's not resigned, is it? Confined. Confined. He's resigned. I'm all right. I've resigned myself to this wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, uh, and yeah, he just wants to kill Hannibal and he just says the most outrageous things. Uh, little boys should do anything for a lollipop. Uh, Nathan, back to the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, other thing. After the scene where he talks about how he cuts off his own face, high on coppers and lewds, he goes, Shame like good idea at the time. <laughs> and that, the fact that not enough people know that. And the fact that I can't say all the time, shame like good idea at the time, is <laughs> one of the biggest regrets in my life. What What is it that he shouts um, when when he's he's down in the pit and he's going to get attacked? Cordell! Cordell! Because I was thinking Patel. No, his name. No, that's Al Pacino, that's Al Pacino. in Gary Glenn Ross when he's racist. And he doesn't think that Indian people will buy homes. And he goes, Patel, Patel. No, Cordell is um, the name of Gary Oldman's assistant. And he goes, Cordell, Cordell. And, uh, and then when he's in the, spoilers, when he's in a certain position near the end of the film, when he's left his wheelchair, he goes, Cordell, Cordell. And then Cordell walks off. Anyway, but you've got all this. Watch Red Dragon. Watch, Red, watch Hannibal, the movie that we just talked about for five minutes. Then watch Red Dragon. The Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> Um, Nathan, your your weirdly specific welcome, Harry. Uh, Nathan, your weirdly specific favorite parts of the film, or your more general parts of the film. Um, oh, did he just throw my cat out the window? That one, that one was it. Um, a very poor Goldblum. Yeah, well, I wasn't even going to try to be honest with you. Okay, let's do best Goldblums. Will. Oh, I, I'll, I'll resign myself to this chair, I think. 
they <laughs> I just think um our, oh it's our own deputy Koufax. I could do a good F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> I should put that on my CV. Can do a good F. Murray Abraham. But only in the end of Amadeus. Amadeus. <laughs> the music. The music. Wolfgang. It's good, but it needs a bit of bounce. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's crazy today. Nathan. <laughs> Your best goal, but no, your weirdly specific. Best. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of more that are sort of slightly weird because there's all the obvious ones, like you know, don't touch my bellboy and stuff. But um, sorry, don't touch my bellboy is not the line. The line is get your hands off my lobby. That's, boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> one. Don't touch my don't bell, touch boy. My bell come up, boy. Don't touch my bellboy. <laughs> don't touch my bell come up, boy. <laughs> Don't touch my bellboy is definitely a carry-on spin-off from the list. <laughs> Don't touch my bellboy. <laughs> carry-on Grand Budapesting. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would. Same cast, directed by Wes Anderson. Just a far less funny script. Just a bawdy hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Harry Reeves. Hello. I am... Um, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Generally... Um, Let's go for general. Nathan went for specific. Um, the the classic like dollhouse shots mm. just do it for me. Um, but like, so obviously there's that nice like Grand Budapest model. But then you've got like <clears throat> the observatory, the funicular, the cable cars. It's just makes me feel things. What's our favourite aspect ratio in this film? Four three. Oh, he's got the number. He's only gone and got the numbers, and that is yep. Oh, one minute, let me check. And that's rock bottom. And uh, uh, let me save Will from that one. Uh, soundtrack corner. Uh, usually, we have a bunch of songs to talk about, but we don't here. We just have the wonderful Alexandre Desplat. Uh, Will, uh, uh, where's Alexandre Desplat in your rankings of, of, of composers? Is, is he a fan? Um, he's a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I don't. What what other things have they done? Um, he's a lot of songs. He did the King's Speech, the Queen, other movies not about royalty. <laughs> Britain's fat fight with Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. <laughs> he, <laughs> 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 he did. Um, he did the uh, the Shape of Water. It did. Um, oh, good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it did the Twilight movies. It did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, this bunch of beans. It did a bunch of. Uh, composer. Here we are. It did Little Women. It did The Midnight Sky. Uh, what else? What's the, one of the big. <laughs> Why am I looking at just everything? He's won two Oscars uh, for Shape of Water and this, <laughs> actually. Uh, Philomena was a beautiful score I very much enjoyed. And Benjamin Button. I'm a big Benjamin Button fan. Um, it's not the best film ever made, but I enjoy it. <laughs> my name is Benjamin Button, and this is my extraordinary life. Um, but uh, yes, no, very nice score. Uh, naturally, also, as we'll talk about with Moonrise Kingdom, incorporating other pieces of classical music beyond the displadum. Um, Nathan, whilst I set up the Oscars, have you got uh, something to say about Alexandre Despois? Said that like a principal. Um, <laughs> have you got something to say about <laughs> Alexandre Despois? <laughs> yeah, I've got a really great story about this time being out in the town. Me and Alex. Um, <laughs> me, me and Alex. Um, Al's was his, his pals. But, um, <laughs> uh, no, it's just it's, it's just a really nice segue into the old uh, Oscars, really, isn't it? Because he did well done, well done. <laughs> I, um, I I'd argue Hans Zimmer deserved it over him. Is my oh, one for falling asleep on his organ. Oh come on, have you got something to say about Hans Zimmer? I have with Interstellar. Interstellar's just very. I'm going to say it. Interstellar score is great. Not as good as First Man score by... Um, best right. original song was... Uh, 
the guy that also did the La La Land music. Oh, Justin Horowitz. Um, the um, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, 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 Hans. As we've talked about multiple times on the show before. <laughs> However, love Hans Zimmer, and any time um, in the Batman movies, um, the dun 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 drops. I am relentlessly pumped. Um, no need to talk about best original song. Uh, um, what? No, I think the theory of everything, the, the flight of the birds um, scene, I think that music's very, very beautiful. He's dead. You're on your hands, son. Yes. Um, uh, uh, there, there were a lot of lovely tributes. Uh, not, not. He says with a gigantic smiling face. Because <laughs> they were so lovely. Um, so it basically wins everything costumey and set and production. I don't think any of us <laughs> are going to argue with that. Um, be into the Woods? Well, yeah, because half of Into the Woods was bloody CGI. And this, of course, does have some computer effects, but they are so, so well integrated. It is very, very unnoticeable. Uh, which takes us into what it didn't win, which was most of everything else. Um, so the it's the Birdman year. So it basically, the race was Birdman versus Boyhood, with Whiplash being an outsider. Um, and Budapest Hotel gets in there, but nobody really talks about it. It's it, I mean, people do talk about it, but it is sort of that thing of it wouldn't be nominated if it wasn't the um, if it wasn't for the nine ten rule, which is madness to me because it's one of the best of the year. I remember my uh, top five of the year was Birdman. Bird, that was it. Birdman, Gone Girl, Budapest and Whiplash and uh, a fifth film that I am failing to remember. Uh, but I, I thought it was a very good, very good year for film, I have to say. Um, Harry, what are you thinking here? Is, 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 is Budapest your winner? Were you a Birdman fan? Do you like Boyhood? Did you enjoy I... the imitation game? There's a lot of good films there, like... I don't know. I haven't seen Birdman. Um, no, it's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it is my favourite film. Like, it is my winner. But, um, I don't know. The, 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 the labour of boyhood is like a feat as well. It's a feat, but there we go. He's going to, obviously, we're all very excited for him to top his feet. Uh, with an actual good film this time. Well, no, I, I thought Boyhood was fine. But um, he's doing it again. Richard Linklater is doing it again. He's now directing Merrily We Roll Along over 22 years um, with um, Ben Platt and um, with an, in an age-appropriate role. Uh, <laughs> ben Platt, um, Beanie Feldstein and Blake Jenner. Uh, they're doing that over 22 years, uh, which I'm very excited about. Love Merrily We Roll Along. Obviously, I think I like it. And I was going to say. And... Um, <laughs> I don't think somebody's going to make it. But ben Platt? No. Simon Sawyer. <laughs> Very sad. Um, hopefully they invite him to the set. I'm sure I'm sure they will. I don't know. Um, anyway, th enough about uh, legends and heroes dying. Um, best actor for me, where's, 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 where's Fines? I, this, this watch, again, really, really brought home to me just how excellent. I mean... This is a terrible year anyway. I hated Eddie Redmayne. I'm sorry, I just can't stand him. And I think he's very fine in theory of everything. And it's more of a feat as you're talking about. It's not a performance, it's a feat. Whereas Keaton in Birdman is an excellent, excellent performance. Look at you, you motherfucker. Uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> Bradley Cumberbatch, fine. Bradley Cooper, fine. Steve Carell Fox Catcher, pretty good. But uh, get, get, get fines in, get fines in. Has Fines ever won? Oh, he's maybe. No, I don't. I, don't th so. I actually don't think he has. Um, I'm going to get that up. Is there any other nominations in the acting fields that were? Also, we've been talking mm -hmm. for. I mean, this is a big cast. Uh, we've been talking for some amount of time that I can't remember, and we've not as yet talked about um, the actual quote-unquote lead of the film, um, Zero. Tony Revolori, uh, who I think is very good. Um, Will, 
Yeah. Um, it, it's just that managing to straight away get that sort of dry tone, the feel to the, the acting style, I think is, is, is exactly what you need to be doing. And I think he does it very, very, very well. It, it, it is a perfect How old was he for this film? Don't know. This comes out in 2014, so he would have been 13. Um, he, they play off each other incredibly well for an actor of his age. Yeah. He really does embody the bell boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lobby boy. I know, yes. <laughs> um, let the record show, uh, Ralph Fiennes has been nominated twice for Oscars. Uh, Schindler's List for supporting and English Patient for lead. And we all know how much I love the English Patient. Uh, he should have won for both. I'm not going to bother looking up. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, mm. I'm not going to look up uh, whether who else was nominated those years because I don't want to uh, have to go. Oh, maybe not. Um, what, um, what other child and um, grown-up actor combinations do you think play off each other very well of all time i'm gonna to have to throw in kevin bishop and tim curry in muppets treasure island Jesus <laughs> <laughs> um, yes that is very, <laughs> that is very enjoyable uh obviously paper moon was it just a big joke for that punchline well or do you actually want to have this conversation because I, oh, I can talk to... about a load of classic movies for you all to go, no, I haven't seen it. Or, or we can skip the... <laughs> okay. Paper Moon. Everybody watch Paper Moon. The, the anecdote on the number nine podcast. Yes. That became very clear to me the minute that you said Kevin Bishop. Um, which takes us into... Uh, we just talked about the Oscar travesty. Um, which take obviously, one for production design, which leads us into Will's favourite building or set. I mean, it's a feast for the eyes. Uh, sure is. You just want to eat it all up. It's I. I like the. Um, I, I, We've stopped I've, talking about Ralph Fiennes now, Will. Um. <laughs> um, as we've mentioned, all of the, the the set pieces themselves, the models. I think that. I mean, not just to look at, but I, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of fun to build um, because I'm very sad. Um, I think I. I I couldn't work it out, but when, so when he climbs up the upper shoots and he's jumping up across the buildings, mm. is that computer animation or is that stop motion? Because that looks a lot like stop motion. I mean, I don't have the answer. Um... <laughs> Why? I'm hearing That's from outside it. sources that it is stop motion. Stop. Oh, wonder, this Excellent. is good. You're, you're back. <laughs> um, which uh, leads us into... Um, oh. Sorry. Uh, nobody's died. Charles Grogan hasn't died again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, leads us into best single minute. Um, We'll go in reverse. Harry, your nomination is the best single minute. A lot of these are my best 10, and then I realised that the film is very, very fast-paced, and none of them are 10 minutes. So <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> fine. 10-minute stretch and single minute are the most stupid, arbitrary thing we do, because in reality, the, sometimes the 10-minute stretch is perfect, but a lot of the time it's just scenes that are longer than a minute. I, I can remember back when we started the podcast and the episodes were really nice and short uh, because... That's we untrue only because one... La La Land was an hour and a half so, and that was the <laughs> second episode. But it's okay, continue your anecdote. We, we only picked one one-minute uh, moment and one ten-minute stretch and now, now we go on about, oh, that one, that one, that one, that one. I think this might need to be a talk that you have outside of the I don't think that's true. <laughs> I do not appreciate... Um, <laughs> That's not true because, in actuality, my notes used to be more plentiful. Anyway. What, what are you going to do when you get to Hunger, yes. Steve McQueen film, and there's like a 20, 25 minute take? <laughs> it's in two parts. Um, Nathan's going to come on for the Hunger episode. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Sands shitting himself. Um, I do love Steve McQueen. I love Steve McQueen. Um, we should do both Steve McQueens. We'll do first Steve McQueen. Do you like Shane, Nathan? 
you want to do a very awkward shame episode where me and I you mean, talk would... about Michael Fassbender's length? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk I mean, it's about a ten-minute stretch. <laughs> Uh, the old ones are the best, yeah. yeah. Uh. God, I do love shame. Um, we tried to, fun story, tried to make an ex watch shame. I was like, oh, you like Michael? Oh, you like Kerry Mulligan? Do you want to watch this movie? <laughs> um, she laughed. And um, <laughs> not, not, not then, not when I said, I'm going to put a treble in. Uh, not when, um, no, <laughs> turning a troll and partridge. Nice treble. Gonna put a trombone in. Um, that's great banter. Um, where you're watching a breakdown live. Best single minute, <laughs> Harry Reeves. After um, Will's <laughs> anecdotal. Luke, you want me to just keep it to just the one? I know it's a very <laughs> Um Mountain Chase. These are not in chronological order. Um, Go crazy. <laughs> museum. And my favourite thing about the museum chase is the um, the minute sign. This museum will close in fifteen minutes. Mm. Like someone's got to get up and change every single minute. It just makes me laugh every time I look at it. Um, Society of the Cross Keys, great little takeover. What's your favourite takeover? Um, Mine may be the child with the axe. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> However, I actually enjoy them all. I love more salt and I love um, <laughs> the CPR. <laughs> um, and, Harry, Nathan, do you have a favourite takeover? Um, hmm. I haven't thought about this, so I'm going to go with no. They're all good. <laughs> Diplomatic. Uh, sorry, uh, Harry, continue your single minuting. My, my my last one is the um, the head twist, mm. which I remember mm. really working for me on the first time. Yeah, really, poor showship, poor showship. Which then makes the um, I was going to say pathetic disease, uh, but that's how they talk about it, isn't it? Like, oh, we can cure that in a day now, but back then it took millions of lives, which makes it all the more sad. Um, Nathan, any best single minute nominations? Uh, the police arriving, obviously mm -hmm. the classic. <clears throat> um, Ping pong ball table. Yes, yeah. Um, the the bit in the delivery van mm. uh, is is a very good one. Um, I'll just stick with those two. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Just good. Will. <laughs> nice and concise. Will. <laughs> Uh, I've got quite a lot. I've gone for... You hypocritical ass! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funeral In which case, you can wait your turn, Will. <laughs> uh, yeah, the funeral is fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, Who's I'm... Gustav H? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you that. That's very good. Um, Jeff Goldblum, twice. Uh, first of all, when he sat um, looking directly to the camera and just picking up all these bits of evidence, never looking down. That's great. Uh, and it takes a lot of skill. Uh, but we all know Jeff Goldblum can do it. Uh, the museum, great. <laughs> uh, fingers trapped in the door. Just works, doesn't it? Works. It wouldn't work in any other movie, but it works in this. Apart from Tom Curtain by Alfred Hitchcock, which that scene is a complete scene-by-scene scene mirroring of. Uh, it's you, okay. You got me there. Um, <laughs> The art takeo oh that cross key that one, um, and I, I couldn't. The the introduction to Agatha, I think it's very good when he poses, and I think that's all. And, and the bit where he's talking about um, the dimension with the, the whole cream, the body cream, body cream. Do you use that? And Paul F. Marie Abraham crying. I'm not sure about the amount of tears that appear so soon. But well, it can happen. <laughs> okay. To contend. Please. Uh, <laughs> um, my nominations. The train. The great train scene. Yeah. And um, as get your hands off my bellboy. And um, <laughs> the famous quote. <laughs> so famous. <laughs> um, the Cecily of the Estate. Where's Shirley? 
or settling her grave. Um, meeting Agatha, yes. And I also love them just he heading to Ploughtown in the movie theatre when there's that person up there in the top-hand corner. Very specific choice. And uh, they don't care. And good for them. More power to them. Uh, they escape the meeting the cross keys. And I've just put here, sad. Because the Shersha Ronan scene is, of course, just back-to-back -back with Ralph Fiennes dying. Um, and it's just very, very sad. It always gets me. Um, which takes us... I'm not sure about the black and white. Is that a t is it a touch too far? Mm -hmm. I, I think the one we watched it, yeah. I think it gills the lily a bit. I think it's sad on its own. I do not... And also, it um, plays its hand too early because you're like, why is this scene black and white? Mm. Is it going to be sad or whatever? Yeah. It. I'd argue, like... <laughs> I think people would argue that it's because the memory, but the whole film's a memory. So, like, mm. I do agree. Yeah. There's definitely reasons for it, and it's definitely not a choice that ruins the film. And I didn't even bother putting it in change, but it is there. I've, I've always thought, eh, you can lose that. Best line. I mean, it's full of them. Will take kick us off. Um, like, I, I've not written anything down for this, so maybe not. <laughs> I'll, I'll get Nathan, Nathan kick us off. Well, saying it correctly this time, keep your hands off my lovely boy. You've had a full arc this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a real wild, wild ride for me, I'm not going to lie. But um, we uh, got there in the end. Harry, any, anything that immediately jumps to mind, the one that you want to grab before somebody else grabs it for you? Um, it... The confessional, when they're in the confessional, mm. and he's taking his sweet, sweet time to tell them what's going on, and he's just like, What does it say? Where is it? What's it all about? God damn it. That bit. Uh, I'm a big fan of him talking to the to the to dead Dilda Swinton. You're looking so well, darling. You really are. They've done a marvelous job. I don't know what sort of cream they've put on you at the morning. <laughs> I want some. I'm a big fan of that. I've been a big fan of all big Gustav H. What happened, my dear Zero, is I beat the living shit out of a sneaky little <laughs> run called Pinky Bandinsky, who had the gall to question my virility. Because if there's one thing we've learned from Penny Dreadfuls, it's, it's that when you find yourself in a place like this, you must never be a candy ass. You've got to prove yourself from day one. You've got to win their respect. He's actually become a dear friend. <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean... We've touched, I think we've touched on it, but the film is just so fucking funny. So funny. And um, very good. Uh, do you want to try again with your best gold bloom, Nathan, for uh, did he just throw my cat out of the window? Uh, do I want to? Not really. Um, but it is a great line. Um, and I don't think I can do it as much justice as, as Jeff can indeed himself. As, as Will said, if, if someone can do it, it it's it's Jeff. <laughs> um, um, well, very very quickly, jump on the um, on Tom's boat. The 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 candy ass mm. comes back later in the film. I love it. That's what um, Dimitri calls him when they're. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was gay. You are, but you're bisexual. <laughs> very funny. Uh, great, great Brody. You think you're um, really spirit color? Well, I've never accused of that before. <laughs> Um, who drew this? What do you mean, who drew this? I did. Very good. You've got a wonderful line, Ludwig. This is great artistic promise. Uh, well, have you found anything yet? What's this show called again? Carruthers? Uh, I think I'm just going to have to bow out. Wow. You're the first of the official done. death squads to whom we've been formally introduced. How do you do? Uh, Nathan? Any left? I believe Nathan's frozen. Oh, no, he hasn't frozen. You're Nathan, any left? He's pretending to be frozen. It's like Gary Sinise in Apollo 13. Oh, I'm guessing Sinise I was I'm, I'm guessing that was my turn and I, and I missed it. It's it's fine. You can, you can go again. Just the monk asking over and over again, 
are you Masuka Gustav of Grand Budapest Hotel in Nablesbad? And then just saying something like, switch place with me or whatever. Get in the cable car, switch place with me. Confess, I'm innocent. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, which takes us into, what's the change? I've just put Paddington, but we've sort of talked, touched on that. Is the accent annoying? It never annoys me, and I never think about it. But there was a moment when Shersha Ronan came in and she was Irish. No, 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 no. You know what it was? It was Jeff Goldblum coming on and not changing his voice at all. And I thought, is it weird that they all have different accents? It's not, and it doesn't bother me. But is it weird? No. I, I, That's that one dealt with then. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I um, No, I don't think so. It's all like... I think from the from the outset it's very like make believey. Yeah. And also I don't know, I you have to remember it's all a book. Someone's reading. So I don't really I don't think it matters because he's he's sat there doing all the voices. <laughs> Why do you keep changing your accent? Now this came up on Stardust, which is gonna come out eventually. And we contemplated whether Mark Strong has the best IMDb picture of all time. But Adrian Brody's is, is a goddamn Adonis with a... With a oh, that's the poster for... That's the poster for... <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the German poster for Hollywoodland, which is called... Which also stars Adrian Brody and is in Hollywood called Die Hollywood Wischmorung. Leben in Hollywood can dick Berun machen. Sturban in Hollywood can dick the Legander machen. <laughs> I'm guessing there's something about uh, living in, in Hollywood. Anyway, um, I don't have any other changes. Nathan, once you've stopped sneezing, have you uh, got any changes? Um, I would have changed the fact I forgot to take my hay fever tablet this morning. Um, oh, and, oh, snap! Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I I think now we've discussed it. Yeah, the black and white does kind of over telegraph what's going to happen, really. Good use of um, words. Better than shows it sad before. <laughs> yeah, said five minutes ago. Um, but even then, I don't know if I would change it. No, I, I do quite like it aesthetically, mm. but. And we're going to get French, French Dispatch later this year, which is going to have a whole black and white section. So, intriguing. Uh, Harry, any, any changes? I know it's your favourite film, but even I... Did I have any changes for Shawshank? Probably not. Probably not, no. No, that's what we did. We did, we did you guys doing your changes and me going, no, you're wrong. Um, Harry, you don't really get the chance to do that because... I, we don't, I don't think any of us have any major changes. But Harry, do you have any changes? I I feel like the ending's quite rushed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's because I know the plot so thoroughly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. When we watched it the other day, I, it, it, it's, not, it's not bad. I just like a little bit more, I think. It does, no, I, I do know what you mean, because it, it does, the minute that we're done with, obviously we're done with Gustav and all them with the black and white, and then we don't spend that long with F. Murray Abraham and Jude Law, and then the minute that we're done there, Jude Law says a final line, Tom Wilkinson says a final line, and then it's Lena Dunham in the park. I do, I, I, I do get that. Um, however, I'd, I'd just say it's just part of that pace and clipness that yeah. we praised it for the whole time. But uh, no, I, I get, I get that. Uh, any other changes? Not here, Chief. Mister Legator. I, I, I've gone. I hate Shersharona. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Shersharona. I don't know why I put that on you, Will. I'm Wait, sorry. I, I've gone for a very specific one to me, um, and it's to do with graphics. Um, okay. The, the, the rolling text effects that appears half on screen and then it stops. That's like something from a year five's PowerPoint presentation. When he's doing the when he's doing the poem to Shersha. Oh no, that's that's nice. No, it's when it's when it like appears out of midair, 
on the words. <gasps> and then oh, like I don't, I don't think that's start very of the war, start of I'd, the war, end of I'd the war. I prefer them just to appear on like a card rather than. I don't think that's in style, but clearly it is because he put it there. And also, um, and it's, the, to argue. it's the literally the movement of a train and the progression of a train. And I, I will say though, like I like it when it on the train, mm. but I think I don't remember the first time you see it. I think it might be above the hotel, and it's just like years later, years earlier kind of thing. Mm. So like I can understand not enjoying that, but mm. I, th I still think it's wrong. Mm. Also, here's one: Are the chapters needed? I know he likes you know being. Chaptery and all that, but it's, it's sort it is of, a book. It, I know it's no, yes, it is a book, but but it, it's a, but they're not. There's not that many. There's not that many of them. The and also the society, like the society of the keys. I enjoy. I I'm going to take this back because I do enjoy the. This is where we meet, and that it cuts. I enjoy that every time. That's in. So ignore me, uh, which leads us into uh, what's next on this faithful show we do. What's left from Will's notes? Anything? No. What's left from Nathan's notes? Uh, nothing for me. Harry? Mm. No. Jenny? Simon? There's the shuttlecock. Let's do the Me Too episode this time. Uh, a few fun facts. Fun facts. Jason, according to writer, producer, and director Wes Anderson, the cast stayed in the same hotel, the Hotel Bors in Görlitz, Germany, during principal photography. He insisted all makeup and costume fittings happen, happen in the hotel lobby to speed up filming. The owner of the hotel appeared in this movie as an extra working the front desk of the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's hmm. nice, I guess. It's not as good as Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Um, getting into character as a married couple living on an island for a month, shooting the film The Light Between Oceans, and then being together ever since, um, which I, is a story I very much enjoy. And I also very much enjoy The Light Between Oceans. I've, I, I don't know why that movie came and went. I thought it was delightful and lovely. Uh, Tilda Swinton spent five hours in the makeup chair uh, to play Madame D. Because, do you know what? This wasn't the original plan, though. Do we know who was originally going to play Madame D? Someone that died? No, someone of age. Uh, no, she didn't die. It was Joanna Lumley. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> no, is it? I could. Uh, the, that noise was a. Yeah, I could see why. Oh, right. Okay. okay. I thought it was a. Uh, Joanna Lumley. He's going to kiss me. Oh, oh, that's so sad, Joanna. Oh, 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 Dally, that's so sad. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, yeah, let's go on the plate. Let's go, let's go. Is it going to be bad? Better chop, better chop a few crash plates. Great, let's go. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, when Joanna Lumley dies and Margot Robbie's crying and he's like, and he's dealing with Jean Dujardin and he's like, Oh, that's so sad. Oh. It's, it's great when you do quotes and then have to explain afterwards who it was and where it was There's from. There's nothing like a reference that no one gets. <laughs> that's a great reference. Me and my friend Sinead were in the smoking area and, uh, and and she was like, oh, yeah, 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 I think we're going to be friends or something. I was like, what's that? What's that? And she was like, Wolf of Wall Street. And I go, yes, it is, with the straw. And uh, <laughs> Margaret Robbie is a very beautiful woman and uh, I remember the straw. Um, and I also remember Leo holding the candle um, when he's like, oh, okay, I'll leave in a minute and he's holding the candle and then she obviously appears um, wearing nothing but stockings and um, obviously he doesn't leave. Uh, despite the movie's title, Wes Anderson confessed, I think I should do audio description for more sexual films and obviously he doesn't leave. Leo and Margot start rutting on the bed. Uh, despite the movie's title, Wes Anderson confessed in a national public radio interview that Prague was his main source of inspiration. Same to that story. Uh, the 1968 sequences involving Jude Law and F. Murray Abraham were filmed first due to the production team first accessed the vacant old Gurlitz department used for the hotel lobby and later the shuttered concert hall, Stadthalle. It was originally discovered in, I, that's a boring fact that I did not read all of. I thought it was going to be how they 
it was dilapidated and then they made it nice again, but it wasn't. Uh, Dame Angela Lansbury was originally cast. Uh, scheduling conflicts with the stage production of Driving Miss Daisy. Hmm. Wes Anderson sent several of the cast and crew members robes modelled after the hotel's colour scheme. Everybody gets one guess. One of the actors or actresses says they wear it every day. It's my favourite robe. Nathan? Jeff Goldblum. Ding dong! Nathan gets it. It's Jeff yeah. Goldblum. It's Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jean Dujardin and Vincent Cassel were considered for the part of Serge X. I both of those. Um, here's a fun fact. Poetry is often recited throughout the foot. No, no, I was supposed to read the one below. Okay, so on IMDb trivia, it says during the shootout scene, uh, if you stop the film, you can see that George Clooney is one of the shooters. He is in a white jacket. Bullshit. I spent 10 minutes pausing. <laughs> Somebody on IMDb is trying to shaft me. Um, which takes us into there's no succeeded. Taglines. Succeeded. Um, there's no taglines. It's just a film by Wes Anderson. Which is I, boring. I've got. I've got a fun fact. Shoot me, Nathan. There's there's no um, of the normal 20th century Fox music at the start, which is very rare. Mm. Um, there's not many films. What, that... what, why is that? I, it's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I just know it, it, there isn't any. Um, I don't know why. But there you go. That's my contribution for the day. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the episode. Uh, Bye. Uh, Tom's big question. Who's the best beside Ralph? Zero. Zero, yeah. I think, yeah. Fine then. Let's say best be, best be without uh, Zero and Ralph. Who's the best supporting under five minutes role? I think... Um, oh, no, no. Ignore my under five minutes. Ignore my... Uh, uh, I, I just I, mean everybody else. I'm going to have to go Will and Defoe. Yeah, I think he's excellent. It does a lot with what he's given, yeah. I think Jude Law as well has got a bit up there, as, as we said earlier, for, for doing a great sort of younger version. Mm. Uh, Harry, you're, you're pondering. Have you come with a decision? I was going to say Defoe as well. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in danger of naming all of the supporting cast. <laughs> um, which takes us into my other big question. What happened to that cable car family that was stopped in the middle of a in the middle of a line, and then a random monk jumped into their car, and um, and they just went? Did they just go on their merry way? Did they adopt the monk? Well, like parentally, I think so. Yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> I, I think that's the movie I want. I want that to be one of the stories in the French Dispatch. And uh, that's it, really. Uh, I mean, does anybody else have any burning questions? Why is it called the Grand Budapest Hotel? Because that's what it's... What? <laughs> like, what, why is the hotel named after Budapest when it's in Zabrovka? Hmm. Good question, I guess. Um, great question. Great. Because, right, here's the thing. Is that I recently watched it with my parents... And they were like, oh, it's in Budapest. And it's not. It's very confusing for them. Um, I don't know. That That is a question with no answer. The I watched, the we, me and my family watched the movie Hunt for the Wilder People. And that had chapters. And at the end of the film, epilogue came up at the bottom of the screen. And uh, my sister said, where's that? Because she thought it was like when they do the name places at the bottom. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a low moment for her, which she probably doesn't remember. But I think I've told that story on here multiple times. Um, that concludes our I'm going to say delightful episode about the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, Will, you're always here, uh, Nathan. You, you know you, you've you're you're here a lot. Also, I'm sure you'll be here again in the future. Yeah, I reckon so. I don't know when. Anyway, I'm not going to look through the entire schedule. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Uh, Harry, uh, you're, you've lost your virginity. Sure have. Thanks for taking it. <laughs> you've, you've got all nervous, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. 
and much like uh, the time I lost my virginity, somebody did a terrible Jeff Goldblum impression. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't me. Uh, I'm going to um, enter you slowly. Um, that would be um, great um, if I could. <laughs> my Jeff Goldblum is just what I would say is Woody Allen without the accent. <laughs> Not going to do Woody Allen uh, taking somebody's virginity. That would be slightly inappropriate and may have connotations of something else. Um, okay, uh, I'll wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Uh, Harry, is Woody Allen innocent? <laughs> okay, that's been the Grand Budapest. Welcome to the show. Um, now, Harry, any final thoughts on your favourite movie, The Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson? Mm. Oh, I'm trying to think of some poetry from the film, but I can't, so I'll have to leave it there. You're missing an ample opportunity. What do they say when they, when they stop talking? I really don't really do well under pressure. When he, go, when he goes, um, oh, fuck it. It's very funny. Uh, Nathan, any final thoughts on the Grand Budapest Hotel? Uh, no, just love it, really. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what a film. Um, good film. I need to watch more. Sorry, sorry. No, no, take it away, take it away. I need um, to watch more. That's all I was going to oh, say. Oh, Wes Anderson's very good. You know what? Let's do this live. What's your What's your schedule? Sunday the thirtieth of May. Next Sunday. Yeah. Um, in theory, playing cricket. Oh, okay. Well, watch Moonrise Kingdom on your own time then. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we will be doing uh, Moonrise Kingdom, and we've got my favourite Wes Anderson movie, Rushmore. Uh, it's all to come. Uh, Harry, uh, if we see you again, we see you again. Nathan, I'm sure we will see you again. Uh, will I have to see you again? Um, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel Willem Dafoe <laughs>